This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. My countrymen and my friends, I had hoped against hope that some miracle would prevent a devastating war and bring to an end the invasion. This most serious threat World Wrestling Federation has ever known. The long-term future of sports entertainment could change forever. A succession of actual wars have shaken the entire world and have threatened to bring on the gigantic conflict, which is today unhappily a fact. Place to be Nation. Welcome back to another episode of Nation Invasion. I'm the captain of this uh, nation, nation ship, James Gruenberg. But alas, I am not alone. I always have with me a co-captain or a guest. He is one ha- one-fourth of the uh, YouTube roulette crew that uh, records on the Place to Be Nation wrestling feed as well. That is Mr. Scott Shiflett. Scott, how are you doing tonight? Grooney, I'm glad to be here tonight. I'm doing great. I, I listened to your first two episodes, and you've already hit up uh, two Miler uh, members with Logan and uh, Souza. I'm, I'm glad to be the third one here, and that just means you have to have Jake on for the next one. Yep, yeah, I do, yeah. Um, actually, Jake was actually my uh, first guest as well. The oh, first yeah. one. I, yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I'm just going through the line of uh, the YouTube roulette guys. And you, know, you really uh, are. Hopefully getting to uh, Sean Kidd real soon. Hopefully that happens. <laughs> he doesn't even show up to YouTube roulette, Grooney. So good luck. <laughs> I guess highway the impact zones out of the question, too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So. So, Scott, um, you know, as always, I always ask people, um when you hear of uh, the WCW ECW invasion, mostly on the WCW side, what brings your memories to this invasion? Do were you watching it live, or did you have to check it on uh, repeat? Repeat. Well, Granny, so I grew up watching you know NWA WCW, and like you know, remember the magazines and and uh, like food lines and stuff, and there'd be like Shawn Michaels versus like you know. Sting and all the stuff like how they would sell the magazines. I was really happy for the invasion. I mean, I was sad that WWE got bought, but I was like, the invasion should be like the best angle ever. And as we're, we saw, it's not the case. But um, I was watching on and off during this time. I started watching um, when WWE actually like 
showed up, not just like the bits and pieces we get here and there now. But I do remember uh, going to like wrestling rumor websites and reading the rumors of like going on how WCW was going to have their own launch and everything. And I, I was hoping for the best. And sadly, that was not the case. No, and especially with the uh, high high Time Warner contracts as well, you know, you weren't going to get everybody because it's like, why not just uh, go outside to your mailbox instead of getting on a plane to travel to uh, wherever uh, Monday Night Raw is, right? Yeah, um, it's just they, they should have just paid the money because the money would have paid more than paid for itself. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so uh, we're on our way to King of the Ring 2001. This is the uh, go-home edition of Monday Night Raw and Thursday Night SmackDown. Last week, uh, when I was with Susan covering, we got the Chris Benoit, Kurt Angle cage match, and that was a very crazy match as well. Uh, we both gave it uh, four four stars to four and a quarter stars. And uh, it was a really great main event. But we now know that the main event of King of the Ring is going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit for the WWF title. And, Scott, I wanted to ask you, because Souza put this in a good perspective, it does seem that Chris Jericho is an afterthought. While he is the WWF Tag Team Champion with with Chris Benoit, it does seem that Benoit is getting more of the spotlight than Jericho is here. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And even as we'll go through tonight, it it like for this to be a go home show for the King of the Ring, and you know, instead of putting more focus on Jericho and Benoit, we got it on Spike Dudley. It made not only Jericho come off as like you know not up to snuff, but even Benoit and. It's like, and this wasn't the time where, like, you know, we're paying $10 for Peacock. People were spending 30 to $40 for these pay-per-views. I'm not sure what the price was at the time. But it just felt like they didn't really, you didn't really give a shit about the main event. It was more about the King of the Ring and um, another, and something else that we'll talk about tonight that um, started off hot and is going to end poorly. Um, but <laughs> you'll get to in the next episode. Yep, yeah, and uh, it's going to be a wild ride here. But let's kick off uh, with Monday Night Raw. This is Raw from June 18th, 2001. We are at the Ice Palace in Tampa, Florida. Spike Dudley and Molly Holly come to the ring. Spike calls out Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, he demands a WWF title shot, so... Spike has guts here, you know, calling out uh, Stone Cold. I would not do that as well, especially this uh, this paranoid uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. He could just attack out of nowhere. So uh, kudos to Spike uh, for signing his own death warrant, huh? Yeah, I mean, but, like, this is part of my thing. Like, part of my issue is, like, he, like, Spike, it, it seemed like they were going with Spike and Stone Cold as the main event at, you know, um, Kingland Ring instead of this. Um, I was just shocked that they gave Spike this much mic time. Yeah. So out comes Stone Cold Steve Austin. And um, like he Stone Cold just like, who the hell do you think you are? You do not call Stone Cold out and demand a title shot. Spike does the old, if you want to see Spike Dudley versus Stone Cold for the WWF title, give me a hell yeah. 
Stone Cold says that Spike is too small and doesn't deserve a title shot, nor uh, deserves to be in the same ring with Stone Cold. But he says that Spike has guts, and then he calls Molly a bimbo again, <laughs> you know, after uh, after his petition got ripped up for calling her a gold digger and a bimbo. He does it again. Molly then slaps Stone Cold and then receives a stunner for her trouble. So Stone Cold is uh, on a rampage. He gives Molly a stunner. And then, you know, Spike is just like, how could you do that? You know, so uh, and then they play. Uh, they're really hitting off Stone Cold's music like, yeah, I'm a badass. I just gave a stunner to Molly. So Molly gets a stunner. Yeah, and I uh, I enjoyed that. Like, Stone Cold called her, like, a bimbo, and, like, she smacked the shit out of him, Gurney. And then, like, he's like, well, you know, you, Austin goes, you both earned my respect. And he extends a hand on Spike, and Spike shakes it. Then Austin just goes and stuns Molly, and Spike's there like, what what just happened? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they're trying to prove that Austin's a heel, but then, like, the other stuff that they do with him where he's, like, with Vince, it, we'll get to it. Yeah. It's a, it's a little bit of mishmash here, you know. Like, there's nice Stone Cold, and then there's like, kick your ass Stone Cold here. Yeah. So then backstage, um, the Deadly Boys uh, they stare down Austin, but they don't have their brothers back, you know. And then my uh, Spike is um, Spike is attending the Molly. The Dudley Boys are mad because the Dudley Boys don't get title shots. Why does Spike Dudley get title shots? And um. You know, like, what are you going to do about Stone Cold? And Spike Dudley says, I'm going to do something about it. You know, so uh, Spike is not going down without a fight here. Uh, he's still standing up for himself and standing up for his girlfriend. He really is. And I forgot how quick they turned the Dudley's heel after WrestleMania 17, uh, Granny. So this was uh, quite something. I thought it happened later on during the summer. I didn't realize it, was hard. it had already happened. Oh, no, yeah, it happened, like, right as the um, relationship of uh, Spike and Molly um, was starting. That was back in um, early May as well, so they were feuding with the Hollies. And then, you know, because Spike seems to be the one getting the Deadly Boys in trouble with everybody, so they're turning their back on their brother. Um, So, and keep in mind, also, it's going to get changed, but the main event tonight was supposed to be... um, the WWF tag team titles were going to be on the line. It was going to be Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho versus the Dudley boys, but that's going to get changed as we uh, progress here. So we have a quarter final match here uh, because keep in mind that we're still in the King of the ring qualifiers uh, for the pay-per-view it's Kurt Angle versus Jeff Hardy, a belly to belly suplex to Jeff clothesline off the rail by Jeff. A German suplex to Jeff Hardy. Jeff counters an angle slam. Angle killed Jeff Hardy with that German suplex, Grooney. Like, killed him with that. It was nasty. Yeah, it looked like he was going to, like, it looked like he was, like, he landed so hard in his head. It was like, oh, boy, this might be very, very bad here. Yeah. Jeff counters an angle slam. A jawbreaker to Kurt. Kurt misses a moonsault. Jeff lands a swanton bomb, but Kurt gets to the ropes. Kurt counters a whisper in the wind to an ankle lock for the submission. For this match, Scott, I went two and a quarter. I thought it was very, very good, and Jeff Hardy was holding his own against uh, 
Kurt Angle here, and uh, Kurt gets the win with the ankle lock, so I went two and a, two and a quarter. Some very good moves by uh, Jeff Hardy here. Yeah, I went two and a half. Um, so so we, you know we're pretty pretty close with each other. I thought it was um, Angle is just so smooth of the ring at this time, and like I said, he he's vicious when he needs to be, and but then like he's smart because like um, Hardy was going up for a Swanton, and Angle just rolled out the way, so Jeff had to jump down. It's just the small things with him, and I I really enjoyed it. Yep. So now Bill, we go backstage. Stone Cold needs someone to understand him. Deborah tries to be supportive, and she goes, "Well, Steve, I was a former women's champion in the WWF, and Stone Cold, I feel, had the right to laugh at that statement because I feel that." Deborah was the worst WWF women's champion of all time. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad, but like this is like, you know, Austin's like vicious in the ring, but these backstage sta- statement segments he's really fun. Like he's like, I need a co- I need a confidant, someone that knows me. And Deborah's saying that's me and Austin just laughing her off and walking out of the frame was great. Yeah, I thought the title line was like just the icing on the cake for the laughter. It was like, wait, what? Forgot you were a women's champion, but you were like one of the worst. All you did was just walk out with it and have a bikini contest. Like, that's nothing to be proud of. (laughs) So Commissioner Regal is backstage. It's a cherry income stone cold. So um, uh, Regal says that Spike wanted a WWF title shot. Stone Cold's like, I didn't give him a title shot. So then Regal convinces to change the main event to Stone Cold and the Dudley Boys versus Chris Jericho, Chris Benoit, and Spike Dudley. So the main event has gotten changed, but we know that the uh, tag team titles will be on the line on SmackDown for uh, the Dudley Boys. Yep. And it just shows, like, they thought they were still booking, like, when they're at war, so. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, he needs to talk to, Stone Cold needs to talk to, to Jerry, even though Regal's like, I'm here for you, Mr. Austin. And, and, and Grimmie, uh Austin yeah. goes, I want to confide in, he doesn't call him to Jerry, he calls him Ty Jerry. He's like, I want to confide in you, Ty Jerry. And it, <laughs> Obviously, Stone Cold does not know uh, to Jerry's real name. <laughs> yeah. So, Michael Cole is backstage to Taz, promoting Tough Enough. Hardcore Holly challenges Taz to a match. And then we go to uh, we go to WWF New York, and Kane is there. A kid is having a tough time with the claw machine. So then Kane comes in, and he goes, stand back, kid, as he breaks the glass of the claw machine and this kid is just gets he stuffs the kids hands with prizes so good on uh mayor glenn jacobs for uh giving the kids free toys yeah that was just cute and it made you remember that kane was still there <laughs> yeah you know a lot of um superstars you know have uh, been taken off of uh, TV that I haven't seen. I've noticed also that the Acolytes or APA have not been on television uh, in a while, too. They were only in one tag team match. So it doesn't seem like, you know, like they're the headhunters of uh, tag teams because they have not been on TV in like two weeks. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm kind of shocked that they're off. Maybe there was an injury of some sort. 
Yeah, it's usually like they always say like it's like Farouk, you know, like always has like nagging injuries, you know, and then like, you know, Bradshaw's like, well, what am I supposed to do? So, you know, I feel that Bradshaw just like stands by uh, Farouk and he's like, well, we'll be back uh, soon enough. And then we get a recap of uh, the stalker videos of Sarah. I don't know if you've been watching these, Scott, but uh, they're pretty, uh, pretty creepy. Yeah, it was. Uh, they did a very good job of like how they were just watching Sarah. It was, um, it was disturbing to say the least. Yep, but um, it was, um, it was all right. Um, you know, like and uh, you know the good uh, the the voice of the guy Undertaker. This is your wife, Sarah. I'm I'm looking at her through the window. And also, Scott, that the um, the stalker will reveal himself tonight as well. Yup. It's yeah. uh, were you watching at this time, James? Uh, um, I was not. I uh, came late into two thousand and one, like August. So um, I was a little bit uh, younger and not understanding WWF television. But uh, as soon as like the network hit, I went back and I was like, oh, I get it all now. Yeah, I was gonna see what you thought. Um, if 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 who you thought it was gonna be, but obviously you already knew what was gonna happen. So yeah, no, like you know, I mean, who could it have been? You know, so it's like with all the WCW guys that you do have, you know, like you know, you needed someone to take the bait that it was gonna be a WCW guy. It could have been a WWF guy as well. You know, like maybe it could have been. Kurt Angle or Stone Cold, I don't know, but <laughs> so now we have Hardcore Holly versus Taz, but before that, we we do get another Stalker video, and um, it's like the Stalker is really like in the um, is like in the tool shed, like just filming the Undertaker and Sarah, uh, like getting a chainsaw, and um. Like for Sarah not to notice that somebody's not somebody's like filming her is hilarious because like it looks like the guy is just right there and Sarah has to try really hard not to like see the pretend to see this person you know yeah that I mean that was a little corny like I wish they would have showed like how like he was hidden well enough but it looked like if she would have looked up she would have saw him yeah I mean maybe that could have been a better um a better idea, like have the stalker run, but not get caught by the undertaker, you know, like actually be seen without like, you know, getting caught, you know? Yeah. That might have worked. So now we have punches in a drop kick to Taz by Holly, diving leg drop by Holly. Um, you know, like just uh clotheslines by Taz. And then really Taz gets the Taz mission on hardcore Holly. But it looked like Holly was going to reach the ropes and the match was going to continue. But then he doesn't and he just goes down. For this, I really liked it, but I didn't think we got a lot out of it. I want to star in a quarter. Um, you know, I still think that they are trying to utilize Taz in any way. And Taz still has the tough man look. But I feel like the match was short and we didn't really see a lot out of Hardcore Holly. So I want to star in a quarter, uh, Scott. Yeah, I want to star. This just felt like a nothing match. It wanted to just promote Taz because he's the tough enough trainer. He just tapped out Holly, who's, you know, doing nothing besides bullying uh, Spike and Molly at this moment. Yep. So then um, backstage again we go. Um, 
you know, Stone Cold's telling Ty Jerry, as he says, Linda is ruining his life <laughs> and also Vince's life. Stone Cold doesn't deserve to be treated this way at all. So he's really complaining about, um, you know, that he doesn't deserve this. So he's like being a coward, but also being like an aggressive person. Like just like I feel like the whining is a little too much. But I do think it's funny that this badass is like really crying about it. Yeah. And, um, you know, Ty Jerry then says something. And obviously a different language in a different language. And Austin says, good point, which I lost it when he did that. Um, and <laughs> then he asked to Jerry for a solution and to Jerry gave it to him. He said, you're a wise man and just walks out. And I was like, now this is like good stuff. But then they try to make him. It's like they were trying to make him two different heels, in my opinion. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it, I think the feel like it is just good stuff, you know, but like sometimes you just don't know what they're going to do with Stone Cold. Yeah, yeah, he's all over these two shows, Gurney. He's uh-huh. all over these two shows. Yep. So now we have Edge and Christian backstage. They're talking about their King of the Ring qualifying matches. You know, um, one has to go up against the big show while the other one has Perry Saturn. So it's Christian who has the big show and Edge has Perry Saturn. So Christian's like, well, I have to face the 500-pound giant. And you get uh, Muffin Man uh, Brainy over there, uh, Perry Saturn. And then Kurt Angle comes in and he's like, guys, guys, listen, you guys can't argue because you're not going to win King of the Ring. I am. So, you know, Kurt Angle is just boasting. He's like pissing off Edge and uh, Christian. So it looks like we're seeing cracks in, uh, you know, Team Wreck, as they say, between uh, Rhino, Edge, Christian and uh, Kurt Angle here because everyone's vying for the uh, vying for the spot here. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed that part. And you actually see the crack, not only the cracks in Wreck, uh, but we also see the cracks in Edge and Christian. Because, like, you know, Edge apologizes for pushing Christian, and Christian, like, doesn't want to apologize back to him. But then Angle comes in and says how it's, like, how he's repeating. And it's painful for them that they're arguing. But, yeah, you can definitely start to see it's, like, not only the cracks of Wreck, but also in uh, Team Edge and Christian. Uh Uh-huh. So then we have um, Rhino versus the Jerry and I came to the ring uh, qualifying match, a quarterfinal match, I should say. Chops to, to Jerry, Hurricanrana to Rhino. The crowd really uh, is chanting ECW, so they remember uh, a lot of the ECW matches that these guys have had or their time in ECW. And it's a very good uh very good to uh, have these type of matches where they do know each other. And so they know like almost every move that uh, is going to be a hit, a spine buster by Rhino an octopus applied to Rhino into a tarantula, a power bomb by Rhino. But uh, to Jerry counters it, Jerry jumps into a gore. So after um, Regal tells to Jerry, go up onto the top rope and Regal like doesn't, like to Jerry's like, why do I, why would I go on the rope when I can cover him? You know, that doesn't make any sense. And he jumps and re- Rhino just gores him out of the air, basically. And so Rhino gets the win. I went two stars. Uh, I thought it was a very good matchup between uh, both guys here. Yeah, I like this match a little bit more than you did. I went two and three quarters. I just thought it was hard hitting. Um, it really showed off like maybe they had something in Rhino. Um he could have. They could have made her, him like a main player in the invasion. I know he gets injured later uh, the summer, but mm-hmm. it 
Tajiri was is a lot of fun too. I loved how he hit got the tarantula on uh, Rhino and he, how he was just killing him with the kicks. And Rhino was able to power bomb him. And then like the gore um, in midair was pretty nice. Yeah, like I said, two two and three quarters. It was a fun match. Yep. So now Regal yells at uh, Tajiri because um, he he thinks that Regal uh, Tajiri Tajiri embarrassed uh, Regal out there. I brought you in here and. Uh, you do that, but it's really Regal's fault. Like, why would you tell him to go up on the top rope when, like, he has him, like, where he wants him, basically? So it really just uh, didn't make any sense. But uh, we'll see what happens between those two as well as we get him to SmackDown. Undertaker's music hits, but it's not him. Even though he's on the motorcycle, it is the stalker. And, uh, you know, Paul Heyman is like, JR, you told me that you were on the phone with The Undertaker. <laughs> you told me he wasn't going to be here. You, you should be fired for lying to the audience. And JR's like, take a look, Big Mouth. That's not The Undertaker. <laughs> Paul should blatantly know that's the un- that's not The Undertaker. And you just love that uh, back and forth uh, stuff here um, between Jim Ross and Paul Heyman. It's going to get much better as time rolls on, but this is always good banter between them. Yeah, it, it was, uh, it was, it was like their, their back and forth, their chemistry is nice, and we see it even more on SmackDown. Yep. Um, so if the lights, like, there's a spotlight on the guy, and then uh, the main lights come on, and he pulls off his mask. It is DDP, Diamond, Dallas Page. And everyone is in shock. Jim Ross and it's like, Dallas Page, DDP's the stalker. And Paul Heyman's like, what a move. And Jim Ross goes, it may be his last move. Um, when you saw that it was Diamond, Dallas Page, or if you saw it the first time, what did you think of it? Um. It, I'd seen it on YouTube years ago, because um, at this point, when I started, like when I would jump back in, you know that the, the alliance was around. But God, the crowd went crazy when he took his mask off, and like a DDP chant started ASAP. And uh, mm-hmm. he, he actually says, "Like the diamond cutter, you never saw it coming." I love that. Um, he, and actually, like watching this again, you get a little of like why he decided to stalk Sarah. He said. When you uh, he stalks Sarah, you go after the biggest, baddest dog in the yard, and you make it personal. And he asked Taker to make him famous, and he said, he, and DDP says he's made Sarah famous, and Paige says he'll be at King of the Ring. So I thought, I thought it was nice. Like we got the groundwork, but it goes off course immediately. Sadly enough, yeah, it does. Um, you know, like you said, uh, Paige says to the Undertaker that uh, if you want to make an impact, you go after the biggest dog. And you make it personal. So DDP did make it personal with The Undertaker by stalking his wife and uh, says Taker is afraid of him and that DDP wants to be famous. So Undertaker at King of the Ring, make me famous. And he wants to be famous and we'll see The Undertaker and he will see The Undertaker at King of the Ring. So I really liked it. And you can actually see some of the audience members uh, when he reveals himself doing the diamond cutter sign. So I think they were all in on DDP. And I've heard from like podcasts, you know, like, I mean, I know it's Conrad's podcast, but 
Like, why would you have DDP stalk the Undertaker's wife if DDP has, like, the hottest woman on the planet that's Kimberly, you know? Granted, they might have been separated at the time, but it's like, well, DDP's wife is kind of hotter, you know? Yeah, but the way they phrased it with this, like, he was only stalking Sarah to get on Undertaker's skin. It makes it better instead of him, like wanting to have sex with Sarah, you know? Because we know he yeah. has Kimberly at home. So this makes it better, yeah. but I think they get away from that real quick. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it was a great, uh, great, uh, great point there, Scott. So, um, and, like, security comes out, but again, he just leaves, like, no biggie. He leaves the crowd like he did in WCW. So uh, a good point there uh, that they're still, like, having him leave through the crowd and doing the Diamond Cutter sign. And people know who Diamond Dallas Page is because they do the Diamond Cutter sign with him in the crowd. Yeah, he was the original People's Champ. Yep. So now we have... Edge versus Perry Saturn in the King of the Ring quarterfinals match. Takedown by Perry. Punches to Perry. Clothesline by Edge. A lot of pin attempts by both guys. A belly-to-belly suplex by Perry. Um, He folds Edge like an accordion in the turnbuckle. Christian gets kicked in the face by uh, Perry Saturn. And then the impaler by Edge for the win. For this match, I went a star and a quarter here. I feel like it's not Edge's fault. I feel like they don't really know what to do with Perry Saturn. And Perry Saturn's, like, wrestling skills are, like, going down a little bit. Like, he's not his old ECW self here. And they didn't really do a lot with him in this run, like, in his, like, original WWF run when he signs in 2000. Like, he always seemed like he was, like, the last man out when everyone had really high hopes for him. So I kind of want to star in a quarter because I don't feel that, like, Perry Sadden really had a lot of offense here. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, I want to star in a half. It just seemed like they were never clicking to me. I will say Terry did look great. Um and they said that Perry's brains have been scrambled more times than eggs. So they're definitely playing up like, you know, something that wouldn't fly today with like multiple concussions and CTE with all the times he's been hit in the head. Um, I will say like Perry did hit a nice cross body and edge rolled through it, which I thought was nice. And then Perry was yeah. on offense and hit a suplex and Christian saved him. But yeah, this was a nothing match. I want to start star and a half. Um, but it makes me like the crowd was responding to Perry. So they definitely have something there, but everything gets turned upside down in a month anyway. So. Well, actually yep. like two weeks. Take that yeah. Back. Yeah. Well, it's also like, you know, like the Thursday, this Thursday actually. So like it starts. <laughs> so we'll see in the hardcore matchup here, but now we have Mr. McMahon. He arrives to meet with uh, stone cold. And um, so we're getting down to business. Now we have a European title match with uh, Matt Hardy and Albert. So they are doing better at getting more wrestling in than five backstage segments and then a wrestling match. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. Like there was only like that was just a quick backstage segment. And it was uh, I will say Hawaiian shirt Vince is, I think, my favorite one of my favorite Vince. Because we usually see him in a shirt, like a tie, suit and a tie and everything. But seeing him in a Hawaiian shirt, it just trips me out. And it was actually Brooklyn Brawler who asked how Vince was. And Vince just asked where Austin was. He's like, I don't have time to answer you, Brooklyn. 
or brawl. Yeah, but he also, he calls her. yeah, but he also said that, uh, well, my wife's taking me for a run for my money. How would you think I feel? <laughs> <laughs> so we have a European title match now. It's Matt Hardy versus Albert. You know, uh, X Factor has been uh, feuding with the uh, Hardy Boys a lot here. So uh, it's good to keep uh, these feuds going. Albert goes to work on Matt. Matt takes Albert off his feet. Matt counters a military press, a DDT to Albert. Albert counters a twist of fate. Albert then gets DQ'd for not breaking a chokehold. And then uh, Matt hits a twist of fate on Albert. So then, like, the, like the match is over because it's, like, DQ'd. Um... I probably would go like a star and a quarter. I mean, you know, like it's just that like it doesn't make sense. Like, I mean, it's just continuing the story. You know, like I thought it was going good up until like the DQ because DQ came out of nowhere. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, I, I, I'm with the same a star and a quarter. Like they like we saw it last uh, in your last episode with Sousa. They're trying to make Albert be like a big giant because he took out Kane and everything. Um but I will say Hardy reversing the military press into a pin was very nice. But then Albert just starts beating the ever loving piss out of out of uh, Matt Hardy, <laughs> and like it, I was like, wow, like they're ma- trying to make him look like a badass. Which you know we saw how it worked with Lord Tenzai. Like two months later, like he was the dancing with with uh, Tyrus. So it, you know it doesn't really work out now, and it doesn't really work out like 10 years from now, but very interesting because they had him just single-handedly take out, you know, the Hardys, even with the X factor there. Yep. So then Lita gives, so Matt then gives the twist of fate to Albert. Lita gives X-Pac a hurricanrata. And then just incredible gives some double super kick to um, Jeff Hardy with uh, X-Pac and then the Baldo bomb to Matt Hardy to finish them off. So X factor is, uh, demolishing the Hardy boys and uh, little uh, little hits on Lita as well. So uh, Team Extreme is down here as X-Factor is walking away clean up here. Yeah, and, um, you know, they, they did bring up that uh, Jeff's ankle was messed up because of what uh, what Angle did to him, which I thought was nice, and that, that's not why he went down so quick. Yeah, so uh, good on uh, good on X-Factor getting one over on the uh, Hardy boys here. So, We'll see if the Hardy Boys can regroup on uh, SmackDown. Now we have Mr. McMahon. He has Stone Cold if he is feeling okay because uh, Stone Cold seems out of it, you know, and that um, Stone Cold isn't thinking right. Uh, he goes, um, well, you know, you you had a uh, you had the tag, you had the title match against Spike Dudley. What was that all about, you know, like? And then, you know, Benoit and Jericho got one on you. I need to protect my investment. Stone Cold said, I'm a fighting champion, Vince. I'm, of course, I'm going to fight Spike Dudley. He was nothing to me. So they're not on the same page. And then Stone Cold, in a twist, gives an ultimatum to Mr. McMahon. Either you choose Stone Cold or you're choosing Linda. You can't have us both. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I love the part where they were talking. Vince said the hug didn't feel good. Austin said it felt good, didn't it? And then Austin asked him, what's wrong with the good old-fashioned hug? And Vince is like, what is wrong? Like, he's broken. What the hell's wrong with him? And um, 
I love Stone Cold giving the ultimatum. You can't have us both. Like, it, he's just, it, like, this backstage stuff is great with him. Yep. So then we get uh, Spike Dudley. He thanks Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho for saving Molly last week. Benoit says they didn't do it for Spike. They did it because they wanted to get their hands on Stone Cold. And it's all basically like a joke, like, you know, um, of Chris Benoit doing like an impression of Stone Cold, which was sort of weird. And Jericho really doesn't say anything. It's all Benoit. So that's why I was thinking like, Man, Jericho's really getting the short end of the stick in this uh, triple threat match here because it looks like all the focus on, is on Chris Benoit here. Yeah, um, it, this was horrible acting from Benoit and Jericho here. <laughs> like, this is just a bad segment, just bad. Yep. Like, I don't know why he had to be in there, but um, it's not good. Like, it shows that. What are we doing? So Edge and Rhino are discussing King of the Ring, but Christian is mad because he has to face the Big Show. Big Show, and so like you know, everything is just um, everything is just like you know, all about Christian. Christian's just mad because he has to face the Big Show, and this is all like happening, you know, blah blah blah. Uh, so now we actually do get the Big Show versus Christian. And Kurt Angle is on commentary. He joins uh, Jim Ross and Paul Heyman. Big Show throws Christian around like a ragdoll. Edge gets chopped and slapped into the guardrail. Well, and then he tosses Christian back into the ring. A press slam by Big Show. Big Show pie faces Angle. So Kurt distracts the ref. Edge and Christian then do the concerto to Big Show for the win. Again, it's a star in a quarter here, um, you know, because basically it's just Big Show dominating Christian. He really doesn't get any offense until the end when he all he has to do is get the concerto because Kurt Angle has the ref distracted here. So I went a star in a quarter shot. Yeah, this was a real nothing match. Um, like, it shows how far Big Show has dropped when he's, you know, I know, like, People like Christian and everything, and they like him now, and he's like a main eventer or upper mid card in, a- in AEW now. But, like, you know, he was, they thought he was going to be the Marty Jannetty of this tag team. And it, this was just, it was just nothing. Like, Big Show threw, was throwing both of them around. Um, and the only thing that helps is, you know, Angle's telling Big Show when he gets near him that he can beat him. And then Angle goes and interferes and they do the, the concerto, which was awesome. But, yeah, star and a half. Like, this was a nothing match. Yeah, very bad. Uh, very bad because, you know, like it's all Big Show's dominance and Christian gives no offense. So, yeah, we'll see what else uh, happens with, uh, you know, Big Show as time uh, rolls on here, you know. But Stone, we have our main event now. It is Stone Cold and the Dudley Boys versus Spike, Chris Jericho, and Chris Benoit. Bubba and Jericho start off. Jericho goes to work on Bubba and is flung into the ropes. Tagged Benoit. German suplex to Devon. A hurricanrana by Spike. Huge clothesline by Devon. Stone Cold goes into uh, Spike's corner and is punched by Benoit and Jericho. Stone Cold is beating on Spike. 
spike rolls up Austin for a two count. That was surprisingly. So from here, it does seem that Austin is just beating up like Spike Dudley. You know, the underdog is like being fed to the wolves here. Yeah, like, you know, this is supposed to be about Austin and Benoit and Jericho, but somehow it's still about Spike Dudley. And it's like, this would be cute if this was like week one of the build, not the last week before the go home the go home raw before king of the ring it's like no one gives a shit at the end of the day about spike dudley i'm sorry it's the truth <laughs> like except for that one segment where he did rip up the conch the the petition i thought was awesome <laughs> like out of all people it's spike dudley who rips it up you know <laughs> I'm sorry, you got me on that one. No, I understand your point. Like, they basically cut the balls off of... Ben Juan Jericho. Ben Juan Jericho. Like, if you... Like, I... You know, I'm sure if I was a little kid at the time, Granny, I was... It was 2001. I was 12, 12 years old. So mm-hmm. I, I knew what wrestling was. But if I was, like, seven or eight, I would have been like, oh, man, Jericho or Ben Wall's going to do it. But, hell, watch it. Watching it then, if I would have watched it then, I would have known they had no chance. Watching it now, Grooney, me and you have a better chance of time traveling back to 2001 and beating Austin for the title than they did that night. <laughs> I'm with you, Marty. If uh, me, if you and Doc uh, can figure out a time uh, time traveling device, I'm with you, pal. <laughs> so then um, it's a back body dive by um, – it's a back uh, body drop by Bubba to Spike. The was up bomb to Spike. He gets that. Bubba misses that. I call it the butt dive because like he's going to land on his ass, but he always misses it. And then um, it tag to Benoit. A German suplex to Bubba. Shoulder block to Devon into a table. Dudley dog to Bubba by Spike. German suplexes to Austin by Benoit. Benoit misses a diving headbutt. And then Austin counters a Dudley dog and throws Spike into a table. Walls of Jer- but then so then Stone Cold gets uh, taken down into a double submission, a Walls of Jericho and a crossface for the submission win. And Earl Hebner, he's like, I gotta make sure that Stone Cold is tapping out. You know, he hesitated, but it looked like Austin was tapping out. But Earl, I think, wanted him to suffer a little bit more. So he's like, are you sure you're tapping out? I don't see it. It looks painful, but I don't know. And then he's like, ah, ow. And then, so then Earl was like, all right, ring the bell, ring the bell. You know, it's not like Earl Hefner got one off on uh, Stone Cold there. But um, for this match, Scott, I went three and a quarter stars. Really good tag team match. Uh you know, especially with the double submission finish, you know, Spike Dudley getting his shots in and that throw by Austin uh, when he throws uh, Spike into the table. So three and a quarter for me. Yeah, I'm a little lower. I went I went two and three quarters on that. But, you know, we're within, within, within spitting distance of each other. Um, the Spike doing trying to Dudley dog on Austin and just being thrown to the table was uh, pretty sweet. And I will say when uh, Benoit was doing German suplexes to Bubba, he drops him right on his head. It was disgusting. Then Jericho had a nice missile dropkick on Bubba, Bubba as well. Uh, I, I will say I do like the combo of the walls of Jericho and the crossface. And Austin, yeah. uh, Earl not calling it immediately was because, like, 
a couple minutes earlier, Austin had shoved down Earl. So Earl just let him like be in pain for a little bit. But uh, you know, <laughs> that was so great. It, it really was. But them like doing this right now is still like too little, too late for Jericho and Benoit. It should have been like about that the whole time. And, you know, JR even says like, well, what's going to happen if they both tap out? Like they're going to have to go against each other. And that's never brought up at all that Jericho and Benoit may have to fight each other. Like, it's just like, we're just talking about Austin here. And when we get to SmackDown here, they basically tell you the ending in, in a segment, which, which when we get to it, Gurney, I'll tell you, that's when you know what the ending is to, to King of the Ring. Okay. All righty. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, you know, um, I think I know which segment you're talking about and, uh, I understand your uh, thoughts about it. So, um, but overall, did you think that it was a, uh, a good raw, you know, and uh, what do you think of that? It's the four best of friends in the semi and finals for King of the Ring. You know, we we basically have Team Wreck going against each other, but it's also the fact that it might be Edge and Christian, um, you know, fighting each other at the end, you know, and splitting up, you know. Yeah, uh, the the Team Wreck uh, blow up at King of the Ring seems to be more like the most pushed thing. And it's a really good storyline, which I enjoy like how they did it. They did it a couple years ago for DX when Billy Gunn won, where it was all members of DX. So they're just redoing that, which is fine. But um, it was, I'm really excited to see where it goes. Like it would have been interesting if it was edge and Christian. Um, that would, cause that would have, you know, theoretically, if you would have had Christian beat angle, then, you know, that would be, you'd be making two stars that night. Cause when edge, would beat Christian and you would make two stars instead of one. But that's obviously, you know, that wasn't the case, but that, I think that would, that would have been nice. Yep. Uh-huh. And, um, so we got the four of them and then, you know, we do have like the, the main event stone cold giving the ultimatum. And we now know who the, uh, stalker is for, uh, the undertaker DDP. So everything is coming together and uh, let's see, uh, let's flip it over to SmackDown and let's see uh, what uh, is going on as uh, we're three days away from the, from King of the Ring. We're at like the, I think we call it the Waterhouse, I think it's called. I don't know. I thought it was called like the Waterhouse. Yeah, it was, yeah, uh, they said it once and I was just like, what the hell is that? And then we just kept it moving. Yeah, but it's like one of those like arenas that doesn't exist anymore, you know. I don't even know if the Ice Palace still exists. It probably might, <laughs> because like it was like always famous for like you know, and like in WCW, a lot of the Ice Palace was really famous because everyone loved Dean Malenko, who came from uh, Tampa, Florida. So um, th- that was always the, that was always a hot spot for WCW. So we're live in Orlando, Florida. Kurt Angle comes out to the ring. Says he is superhero. Says Shane needs Shane McMahon needs more than his jumps to beat beat him. Says Shane, um says uh, Shaq beat the Shaq left this place to become a champion in <laughs> L.A. So he's talking crap about the Orlando Magic by saying Shaq left because he didn't want to be a loser anymore, and he wanted to be a a champion. So he left to go win a championship with the Lakers, and they actually won the 2001 uh, NBA Finals this year. Yeah, I mean, that's when him and Kobe were at their apex, so. 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> so good heat by uh, Kurt Angle trying to get good heel heat by saying that you guys suck because you lost Shaq to a winning team. And, and um, also with Angle yeah. saying he said he said I'm I'm super and I'm a hero. Yeah, so that makes then what's the problem? I'm a superhero. Like it was just amazing. I really yep. I, and, and he's awesome. Yeah, he is. Um. So then Kurt says that his three best that his three friends will lose to him at King of the Ring. Um, Edge and Christian come out. They say they will beat Kurt. Edge says he will beat Rhino. But then, um, like, so Kurt Angle goes, well, I don't play with boys. And he goes, no, 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 that's not what I meant. So Kurt Angle is just, like, <laughs> screwing up his comedic lines that he's trying to, like, say that, oh, that they're not men, they're just little boys, and I like to beat little boys up, you know? It's like, what are you saying, Kurt? <laughs> like, he's like, no, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> like, yeah, so it, he's really dissing uh, all three of these uh, competitors, you know? Yeah, and the the thing where he's like, uh, in a world of boys, he's a man who likes beating them. And then, like, when Edge and Christian come out, Christian looks like he's wearing a rug. <laughs> That's a good one, man. I had not noticed that, but uh, good on you for uh, having eyes for uh, Christian's uh, wardrobe. It it looks horrible, Gurney. Like horrible. So then, um, Edge and so Edge and Christian they say they're gonna beat Kurt, and then Edge says he's gonna beat Rhino. Rhino says he's gonna win, and then he gives a gore to Edge, and an angle slam goes to Christian. So. Um, Team Wreck is uh, falling apart here as well uh, as we're getting closer to the King of the Ring. And we'll see later tonight that there's going to be a tag team match of Edge and Christian versus uh, Rhino and Kurt Angle. So, uh, you know, good good, um, good opening segment. You know, get the four guys in there to uh, give their uh, little speeches on how they're going to become King of the Ring. Yeah, and I like how it was Rhino that... Uh... Like he comes out, he says ENC never needed Angle. Says the three of them will make sure Angle doesn't repeat. And after all that, Rhino then gores Edge instead of Angle. So it was a hot opening. And like you said, like you know, King of the Rings about the wreck blow up, and this is the first segment that we see on um, on SmackDown that Thursday. Yep. Undertaker is in the parking lot waiting for Diamond Dallas Page. Molly Holly is concerned for Spike as he faces the big show. Spike then asks Molly not to get involved because of her safety and just stay in the back. And then Molly gives her a, gives Spike a kiss for good luck. What do you think of this soap opera mushy mushiness, Scott? Um, we see that big show. They don't give a shit about big show, obviously. And <laughs> like I said, when talking about raw and I, Kind of want to see Spike get his ass beat because I've had enough of Spike. <laughs> so I guess you're not a fan of the Molly Holly Spike Dudley relationship, which is funny because when when I was watching on and off, I enjoyed it, but like looking back at it now, I'm like, this is terrible. Like it would have been it better. Like it, it's like two goody two shoes of like um, that Spike isn't a greaser, but she's really like you know. Sandy from Greece, so it's like two goody goods instead of the badass and the goody good here, you know, like two goody goods, do do go do goers, and uh, really like, what are we doing here? 
lost in WWF. That's what they think it is. Yep. So we have a no disqualification match. Big Show versus Spike. Press slam to the outside by the Big Show. Show goes over the guardrail. Big Show misses a splash. And then um, a low blow and a deadly dog to the Big Show. But then the Deadly Boys come out and they give him a three. They give Spike a 3D and the choke slam by the Big Show for the win. For this match, I want to star in three quarters. I like the uh, small guy versus the giant here. And it was a no DQ match. They didn't really utilize a lot, but Spike really did try. And he did land the Deadly Dog until the Deadly Boys came. So. I went a star in three quarters. Yeah, I went two stars. I did like how Big Show was just throwing Spike around like he was nothing. Like, the military press over the top rope was awesome. Um, and then, like, you know, Big Show, like, you know, only way he got stopped was by a kick in the nuts and then the Dudley dog. And we see the Dudleys are just trying to make Spike's life a living hell by hitting the 3D. And the choke slam that Big Show hit was pretty sick. Um, got some serious air on that. So it was nice. Mm-hmm. Then uh, we, so now we um, are backstage, back in the parking lot. Undertaker is still waiting. He approaches a limo, but it's only Vince McMahon. Taker says to let Diamond Dallas Page in if he if he decides to show up and let him in from now on, so Undertaker can get his hands on him at King of the Ring. So Vince McMahon says, "It's on your hands. I'm going to allow Diamond Dallas Page to." Uh, Come in, play. It's on you. If uh, you or Sarah get hurt, it's on you because you wanted uh, Diamond Dallas Page to come in here. Yeah, Taker says he's going to put DDP in the depths of hell. So it's like, oh, we might get old school Taker. <laughs> yep. Now we have a six man tag. It's Kane and the Hardy Boys versus X Factor, continuing off from Monday Night Raw. And also, uh, it will be Jeff Hardy versus X Pac on. Sunday at the King of the Ring for the light heavyweight title. So they are still trying to keep the light heavyweight title relevant. Yeah, there's just so many like titles, and it, we're about to have, you're about to see title overload, Gurney, as you continue this pod when they bring in the WCW titles. I'm shocked they didn't bring in the ECW titles as well. Oh yeah, but I mean, like with the like some, I'll tell you right now, you know. There wasn't a lot of ECW talent. There was, but they were already in the WWF, and I think that was the problem, you know? Yep. That they're already WWF just affecting the ECW, and all you have is, you know, RVD and Tommy Dreamer who didn't sign with the WWF. I mean, we all know that Rob Van Dam um, was in 97, but that was just like a uh, talent exchange, basically, you know? And he was back in ECW in no time, so... um, just a whole lot of like mis- mismatches and uh, not a whole lot of ECW talent, except for the guys who were already in the WWF as well. Yeah, it's just, yeah, I got, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so a hip toss to jo- Justin, a tag to hip toss to Justin, incredible. Uh, tag to X Pac, poetry emotion to X Pac, tag to Albert. Clothesline and a flying forearm to Matt. Lita pulls X-Pog into the ring post. Attack to Jeff. Albert pushes Jeff off the turnbuckle. The flying clothesline to Kane by Kane to Albert. A choke slam to X-Pog and a swanton bomb to X-Pog for the win. 
for this match, I went two and a half. Really good. I love the cane. Uh, I love the cane flying clotheslines to um, to Albert. You know, like it really shows off Kane's offense. Albert wasn't bad in this match as well. So it's really, really good. And um, I went two and two and a half stars on it, Scott. Yeah, I went two and a quarter. It was um, it was fun. I did like how, like I said, how on Raw they were trying to make Albert look like a monster, and then you see how Kane is a legit monster, and you're like, oh, Albert really doesn't shape up. But they're trying with Albert. I will, I will say that. And I was shocked that uh, it was X Pac that took the clean pin here with like Kane hitting the choke slam and Hardy hitting the swanton. Yeah, it was, it was a fun, fast paced match. And this is uh, we're about to hit a part where. Souza had a bunch of segments in a row, and we're about to hit a bunch of segments in a row. Yeah. <laughs> Backstage, Mr. McMahon and Stone Cold. Stone Cold asked if Vince had made his decision earlier, uh, either if it was Austin or Linda. Um, and Vince says, no, I didn't, uh, I didn't uh, think about it yet. Stone Cold gives Vince his hunting bow as a bribe, also gives Vince his hat. And then we go to backstage, and it's Regal. He's arguing to Jerry, who's watching his match with Rhino. As he can clearly see that Regal tells him to go up onto uh, the ropes, but it doesn't make any sense. And then out of nowhere, Taka Michinoku comes in, and Regal gets the idea that Taka wants a fight with Stone Cold Steve Austin for the WWF belt, which I don't even think like Taka was saying. So then Taka Michinoku's looking for a fight, and Regal says, well, why don't you take on to Jerry? So out of nowhere, Taka Michinoku appears. He's like that Pokemon. A wild Taka Michinoku appears. That's exactly how it was, Gurney. And I will say, like, the Austin segment where he, with Vince, where he's like, WCW could be coming for you. He's like, I don't care. And Austin's like, Asking about the ultim- ultimatum, Vince was still thinking about it, and Austin's still giving him stuff just so like he will be his friend. It's just amazing. <laughs> He's like, I killed a nice uh, big uh, big eight pointer, and you can tell Vince does not give a shit. <laughs> and uh, Austin then says that Vince is now a hunter with the camo hat and the bow. <laughs> so then we get um, the tag team match um, of Kurt Angle and Rhino. Oh, wait, no, no. We get backstage here. Sorry, not the match. Kurt and Rhino are talking about their tag match versus Edge and Christian. And then Stone Cold Steve Austin comes back with Deborah, who gives Vince uh, the cookies. And we all know that Deborah's cookies aren't the best. And then Stone Cold says her cookies are terrible because Vince is like, oh, they're really good. And, Vince, and Stone Cold goes, no, they're not. They're terrible, Vince. Yeah, um, so I'm going to the the angle and edge part now, and um, angle says Rhino can be runner up to the King of the Ring, but it's not gold, but it's a cloud silver, um, and I just lost it with that. And with the cookies, um, Vince is like they're delicious, and Austin's like they usually taste like crap, and he's like Deborah said Deborah puts too much sugar in the cookies, and that's why they suck. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah. So uh, just so much good. Good uh, comedy, and Deborah's like, oh, you did not talk about my cookies that way. So now we have Edge and Edge and Christian versus Rhino and Kurt Angle. I feel like they should have done it where it was like maybe Kurt and Christian versus Edge and Rhino, you know, instead of like 
having the brothers uh, be on the same side. Maybe they should have done it like separately, you know, like, but that's just how I looked at it. Yeah, uh, it would have been. Yeah, it would have been a nice little change up, but I I know why they did it. But this was a really fun match. Um, I'll, I'll let you continue. Yeah, yeah, it was a fun match. Uh, so um, Edge and Rhino start off uh, a uh, crossbody and backbreaker by Christian, a spinebuster by Rhino. Kurt puts Christian in the ankle lock, but Christian gets the ropes. Rhino misses a dive. Christian accidentally hits Edge and two gores by Rhino. And Kurt gets the Kurt gets the win, so he pins him after Rhino does the work. I went two and a quarter on this. I did like the match, and uh, it was a good way to um, you know um, get these guys ready for uh, King of the Ring. Yeah, I went two and a quarter as well. Um, I actually like got lost in the match and didn't take that many notes, but I, I, I will say that Paul and Cole have good chemistry with it, and I love that Rhino hit Gores on Edge and Christian. So it definitely seems like they are the. Um, not the favorites, the underdogs going into Sunday. Now, and then out of nowhere, Shane McMahon comes and he starts hitting Kurt Angle with a kendo stick because keep in mind, Scott, we still have the Shane McMahon Kurt Angle street fight. And that's going to be after, um, see how far Kurt Angle goes in the, um, in the King of the Ring. So will it be a short night for Kurt Angle or will it be a long night for Kurt Angle? But uh, Kurt Shane Ben is uh, getting his offense in on uh, on Kurt Angle going into this um, going into this uh, street fight here. Yeah, it's uh, Shane whacked him with that kendo stick, Gurney. Like it was like, oh, we just don't care about concussions. That, that's what it was. <laughs> oh no, I know it's so bad. It's so bad, and like after uh, two thousand and seven too. <laughs> Yeah, so Regal gives Barry Saturn a hardcore title match. Says so because apparently, like, he thinks that Test is going to defect to WCW, so he wants to punish Test. And I think Regal has had like a on and off feud with Test and just wants to make Test's life a living hell in some ways. Um, so Regal gives Perry Saturn this hardcore title match. Says. Dogs eat applesauce to save the ozone layer. And then, like, I don't know what Regal said, the bad Tess said, but he goes, well, Tess doesn't agree with that. So he gets Perry Saturn riled up, and he's like, well, that's a lie. It's true. Don't know. Oh, Perry Saturn was awesome here. Um, <laughs> and he kept saying, you're welcome. You're welcome. And I, I just yeah. loved it. So... Stone Cold comes out. It was an unplanned uh, segment, apparently, as they did not have Stone Cold on the sheet. Stone Cold come out, asks Michael Cole where uh, where Taz is. Says Michael Cole has been bad mouthing him and Mister McMahon. Um, he says that Michael Cole, you've been doubting me that I can win against in the Kurt uh, in the Triple Threat match. So you know, you look at me. You've been sassing me. And that he says that um, he says for Michael Cole to stand up, and then Stone Cold. Um, but then he also goes, "You've been bad mouthing Mr. McMahon too, haven't you? Look at me!" And Michael Cole is like scared shitless, like he's like, "Oh God, oh God!" And then um, so 
Stone Cold then slaps Michael Cole around and then proceeds just to beat up on Michael Cole. Scott, I said somewhere Jim Ross is laughing that it's Michael Cole getting his ass kicked and not him because JR had that badass whooping in uh, Oklahoma. So I feel like Jim Ross must have been laughing that it's not him this time and somebody else is finally getting their ass kicked by Jim by a uh, by Stone Cold here. Yeah, it was a uh, he's like Vin, like Stone Cold's like straight bullying him and he's like uh, calls him a mealy mouth asshole, which I thought was good. And he said if Cole had a backbone in his body, he'd stand up. And, like, Cole stands up. And he's like, says, we're talking about my friend Vince. I ought to whoop your ass. And I am. And he, like, beat the ever-loving piss out of Cole. And, like, they showed him being stretchered off and everything when they came back from break. Yep. And then, um, you know, after uh, Jim Ross had to get all of his uh, laughter tears out, he has to go out there. And Paul Heyman goes, oh, look, it's my sidekick, good old JR. <laughs> and Jim Ross <laughs> like, how can you condone this, uh, Paul? You know, the man was wrong. He's like, you're damn right, but I'm not going to bow mouth stone cold in front of him, you know. Michael Cole had it coming, you know. And so, like, Paul Heyman's like, I'm just going to fall in line. And so, um, very good uh, stuff here by uh, Jim Ross and Paul Heyman. And then we get a... um, Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just saying, it was nice, like, like, JR sells, like, how pissed off he is, but he's, like, doesn't want to get beat by Austin again. And it's sold very well, and um, Heyman keeps needling him. Yeah, and he's like, finally, it's Michael Cole's turn to get his ass kicked, not mine. (laughs) So now we get a Perry Saturn versus Test for the hardcore title uh, in the hardcore title match. Saturn goes after Test ribs, a huge clothesline by Test. Perry Saturn dives through the rope to Test. Test punches a, a trash can lid into Perry. Test goes into a trash can. Test throws the trash can into Perry. Test hits Perry with a Stop sign and trash can lid shots. A super kick to test for a two count. A drop kick to test. Test hits a big boot for the win. For this match, Scott, I went two and three quarters. I thought it was a great matchup here. And Perry held up. You know, he was giving uh test some good shots as well. And Perry Saturn is also getting beaten down with that stop sign here. So two and three quarters for the hardcore title match. Yeah, I went two and a quarter. This was a lot of fun. Uh, Perry got has gotten like four concussions just in this match alone. Like he um, dove at one point and Tess just killed him with the stop sign. I mean, murdered him with the stop sign. Um, I will say like Perry grabbed the mop and then got kicked in the head. And then um, I'll save it for um, for what, what we're going to talk about after the match with it. But it's a great Paul Heyman line that I need to share. Yep, okay. Um, so then as Terry is uh, trying to check on Perry, Perry Saturn notices a mop, and he gets the idea that the mop is a real person, apparently. And he shoves off uh, Terry and is carrying this mop out of the ring. So what is the line that you want to share with us, uh, Scott, by Paul Heyman? Paul says, if you tie two balloons to the mop, it'll look just like Terry. 
<laughs> that is a great Paul Heyman line, and like he's always quirky when he can get his uh, commentary in. I like that one. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I had to rewind when he said that. I was like, "Wow, I can't believe they let him get away with that." So Stone Cold is still looking for Vince uh, after a. Uh, Stone Cold beat up Michael Cole. Vince is nowhere to be found. Stone Cold was like, look, Vince, look what I did. Look what I did. But Vince McMahon is nowhere to be found, you know. I stood up for you, Vince. I think that's what Stone Cold was going for. And Vince is nowhere to be found. Undertaker and Sarah come to the ring. Ask, who in the hell is DDP? So it's nice that Sarah is finally beside her man. So, uh, like, DDP is not really like stalking her anymore ddp um um asks who the hell ddp is goes over everything ddp has done says ddp isn't famous because he sucks but i feel like the crowd doesn't really agree that ddp sucks because of all the stuff that he's done in wcw so i don't know why they have to be like oh he sucks even though people realize that he doesn't really suck you know uh, yeah, says, it, it's it's yeah. frustrating how they're already like downplaying WCW as being something <clears throat> as like it's it's like second rate when it clearly wasn't. Yep. So then we get um, Undertaker saying he will uh, give uh, him the give Diamondhouse Page the worst ass beating of his life. It says he will make DP famous and we'll see him at King of the Ring. But before that, before they leave. Diamond Dallas Page uh, is at the Undertaker's house by himself. He's like going through all Sarah's like draws of like bra and panties, basically. And then he is going into like the Undertaker's bedroom, like, you know, the master bedroom, uh, you know, and he's like, oh, this is where the magic happens and stuff. But if you look, you can see that DDP's mouth is not moving at all. He looked like one of those like big like cartoon weird dolls that like are like your like toy pictures and stuff, you know. So he looked really, really weird, like the animatronics of some sort of like weird thing because his face, like his face, is moving, but his mouth isn't. So all that stuff is really like rec- pre-recorded here. Yeah, um they it's so weird um that they were uh how off it was. But I did like the psychological mind games TDP was showing. Like he's like, You're while you guys are here, I'm at your house and like going through like you said, like the her her dresser drawers, like going through her panties and laying in the bed. That's like the ultimate disrespect. But you know, here we go, like four segments in a row once again where it's you know, nothing but backstage stuff, which we I thought we had gotten away with on Raw, but that's not the case. No, it's not. And uh, we're still getting backstage segments. But, uh, you know, now we get a, a match here, um, which I totally forgot this was because it was so early in the show that you almost forgot they were just going right to the main event here. But they're not. They have Tajiri versus Taka. Springboard elbow by Tajiri, Tarantula to Taka, a power bomb and a kick to the face. I like this. Um, I liked um, Tajiri's appearance here, but this is a half a star, basically. Like, it's all Tajiri. Taka shows no offense here. What were they thinking? They this just was need just, a bathroom break. 
Yeah, this this was just to get as Austin calls him Ty Jerry over. Um, he was awesome. Like you forget how over to Jerry ends up getting this summer. Um, you, you'll get to it, Grooney, but he is super duper over, and like the um, you know, he gets the tarantula, which we had seen before. There's a nice sit down power bomb, and to Jerry then hit the buzzsaw kick that basically took off uh, Taka's head. But yeah, I just went uh-huh. one star. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, you know what? Um, like you know how this match would have been good if you had 1997 Taka versus. 2001 to Jerry because in 97 Taka was on fire and to Jerry was like green as grass on those like vintage Monday night Raws where they were doing the light heavyweight tournament. And now the table to turn where it's like Taka is pretty much done here, but he's still on the main roster. But uh, to Jerry is uh, about to have like the summer of his life on, uh, you know, as the months progress with the light heavyweight division and when we get to the cruiserweight division as well. Yeah, it's he's awesome. And like we even see it. Uh, we saw it in the first part of uh, Jake, Jacob Williams is uh, ruthlessly aggressive pod when you see him with Tori Wilson at the start. It, it was. um, Yeah, it's awesome. He's great. <laughs> yeah. So now it is our main event. It is the Dudley Boys versus Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho for the WWF Tag Team titles. Benoit and Bubba start hard shots to Benoit. A German suplex in a belly-to-belly by Bubba. An instiguri to Devon. Crossface applied to Devon but broken up by Bubba. The was up bomb to Benoit. Bubba bomb to Benoit. Devon misses a drop to Jericho. Bulldog to Bubba and a lion salt. A diving headbutt by Benoit. A 3D to Benoit for a two count. Devon goes into a table. Earl Hebner goes down. A cross face to Bubba, but then Stone Cold hits Benoit with the tag team title belt or the WWF belt. And the Dudley boys win after Bubba just pins uh Chris Benoit here. So Stone Cold screwed Benoit and Jericho out of the tag team titles. I feel like this might have uh, given the inkling, in, like the feeling of that maybe one of them is going to win the WWF title at uh, King of the Ring. But um, Stone Cold did screw them out of the tag team title. So it might be on to like bigger and better things for um, Benoit and Jericho. But they don't have the tag team titles anymore. The Dudleys are new tag team champions. I went three stars on it. I liked it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I went two and three quarters. Uh, I will say, like, Benoit hitting the Germans are sick. Um, but they hit, like, the Dudleys, I'm still shocked they're still doing the was up because the fans loved it. And I have, I even have a note here that, like, I really like the Chris tag team, but not really showing us threats to Austin. And like, we sort of sort of see that here. Um, I will say Dudley's, you know, has the Dudley show how close they are. It's like they're almost able to, like they hit the 3d on Benoit, but a save by Jericho, um, you know, and then Austin hits Benoit doesn't even do anything with Jericho. He hits Benoit and the Dudley's win, you know, we needed to get the tag titles off him because, a little bit of spoiler alert for you, Gurney. Benoit's gone after King of the Ring, uh, which I know you're well aware of. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, they just had to do it now. 
just imagine what would have happened if uh, Benoit never got hurt, you know? Yeah, it would have been real interesting how they would have played him with with the alliance if they would have had him join or, um, you know, be one of the, like, I guess he would have been in Chris Jericho's spot in the alliance. So, yeah, I feel or the WWF on the invasion side. And then imagine if it was the summer of Benoit, you know, instead of the summer of uh, Kurt Angle, you know, and all that. But like who really would have known, you know, so it sucks, but um, it's, um, you know, it happened. But we're not done yet, Scott. <laughs> Backstage, Stone Cold finally finds Vince, and Vince is furious at him because Stone Michael Cole wants to press charges and sue Vince as well. So like, not only do I have my wife to uh, worry about, I have to worry about Michael Cole. It's coming out of your paycheck, pal. And Stone Cold's like, I don't care, Vince. I cost him the tag team titles. You know, everything's fine. And then Vince is like, no, no, not everything is fine, pal, because you gave me an ultimatum. I'm giving you one. Either you win at King of the Ring or we're through. We're over. And you can see Stone Cold trying to give Vince a hug. And Vince's like, no, no, no hugs. No hugs. Win or we're through. Yeah, and this is what I meant um, where it's like, well, they just told us the ending. You don't have to spend your money, Grooney. You don't have to plop down the $30 to watch King of the Ring because when you turn on Raw on Monday, you're going to see that Austin beat Jericho and Benoit because, <laughs> like, with them saying that, it's like, oh, well, sh- 100%, like, Austin's winning like because they're not going to break up him and Vince yet. But, you know, it's interesting to see, like, how Cole's threatening to sue and everything. Um I did love how he refused to hug hug him. He said that Austin's on his own. Um, yeah. Yep. But yeah, it definitely they definitely already told us how it was going to happen. Yep. So that's going to wrap up uh, SmackDown. So we're here. You know, uh, it's going to be uh, King of the Ring. We'll see um, how everybody uh, fans out. Who's going to be the King of the Ring in two thousand and one? Who's going to uh, win this uh, street fight between Shaving Man and Kurt Angle? And, uh, you know, even though he spoiled it already, who's going to be the WWF champion? They spoiled it themselves, <laughs> Journey. They spoiled it yeah. themselves. <laughs> I know, I know. Yep. Uh, but I still think it would have been interesting to see uh, what um, what would have happened if Chris Benoit had uh, won the WWF title and not gotten hurt. Imagine if he won at King of the Ring. It would have been awesome. Yeah, that w- that's a nice what if. Like, even, like, what if he was around for the whole um, invasion angle? Same with Triple H. Yeah, because, like, you know, it's like there's a lot of injuries and more injuries are going to come uh, through because, like, you know, um, also, uh, Ricky, like, I mean, it's not a big injury, but Rikishi's on the shelf, too. Um, and we don't have the rock here yet, but uh, Rikishi got his shoulder uh, broken, like, dislocated by Regal at Judgment Day. And now um, Triple H's torn quadricep. Now we have uh, Benoit, who's uh, having his nagging injuries uh, that will play out at King of the Ring here. So that's going to do it for us here on uh, this uh edition of raw and smackdown of the uh nation invasion but scott before we go do you have anything that you want to plug yeah you can uh catch me here on a uh, place to be wrestling feed with uh youtube roulette as uh, gurney talked about earlier you can also find me on the pop feed with uh traders of the lost ark the comic book podcast that i do with uh sean kidd Tim Capel and Andy Atherton. And you can also find me at listen while you play my video game podcast. 
Ah, oh, very interesting. I'll have to look into that one. I was, uh, I have never, uh, I did not uh, know that was out there, uh, so I'll have to uh, look, look into it. Um, as for me, you can find me here on the uh, wrestling feed, um, the Place to Be Nation wrestling feed. I also have another podcast called Extreme Resurrection with um, Steve Riddle. We cover ECW on Sci-Fi from 2006 to 2010. Uh, we're covering, um, you know, a little bit of the go home edition of uh, ECW from back up to backlash 2007, where it's going to be Mr. McMahon, Umaga and Shane McMahon versus Bobby Lashley in the one on three handicap match for the ECW title. And uh, we're seeing how CM Punk fans out with the new breed as he joined the new breed uh, versus the ECW original. So a lot going on there. And you can also uh, catch me on the latest episode of 9021 No So or uh, Beverly Hills 90210 episode Halloween. Uh, me, JT, and uh, Tim, we broke down the episode Halloween, season two, episode 13 of 90210. We talk about, uh, you know, uh, something almost, something tragic almost happened to Kelly and a little reconciliation between uh, Scott and uh, David on the show. So uh, you can catch that as well. Well, that's going to do it from us here on Nation Invasion. I'm James Groomberg. That's Scott Shifflett. I'd like to thank Scott for uh, coming on as a guest. Yeah, thanks for having me, Gurney. Yep. This was and a lot we, of fun. Yep. And we will see you next time as we, the nation, prepare for an invasion.